tear each other up. I could take personal shots at Rodney. He could take personal shots at me. We could say you ugly. Not true, but still, we could say it just to try hurt your feelings. <laughs> um, I could release a whole diss track album on oh the two of you guys <laughs> and we could be in a terrible way and we could come back together and agree that hey we were all acting crazy I forgive y'all I apologize and it can go all the way around but that don't mean we about to work together again early on Mm -hmm. but you know i named it before and after i don't really know why oh yeah i do okay so before you i pleased the flesh i didn't listen to your word because i thought i knew best it felt good at the time i was the popular guy in the crew but it was hollow and deep down, I always knew. I tried to fill a void that only you could satisfy. I thought I was all good. Yeah, I told myself that lie. I told myself that I had to do it to be a man. Not knowing what was in your perfect plan. For me, you desired not for me to be bound but set free. I should have reached out for you, called your name, but I was too stuck and picked up more chains until the weight brought me so low that I had to bow. I couldn't do it anymore. I was broken, sick, battered, and sore, but you didn't care and showed me amor. Amor Stable life, though I didn't think I had the right. Before I was broken, before I felt alone, before I was lost, consumed by longing, longing for you. But after you saved me, I became new. After deliverance, I knew you. After I thought it was over, you rescued me. Now I am forever grateful for you saved me. You gave me purpose so I wouldn't be lost. You gave me leaders and I picked up my cross. A community as strong as a cedar. Before you, I was dying, broken. My life was a disaster. After you saved me, I now call you master. Before I could do anything, I was a wayward soul. But after you found me, Jesus, I was made whole. The forgiveness of the Lord, guys. Right. <laughs> now the so actual poet that's on this line now that i've done something she's got to do something 
fine. It's actually, it's it's actually fine because I actually do have a poem on forgiveness. So whoop de do. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> it's titled forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I approached the door. I banged on it like my life depended on it, because it did. See. This was a life and death situation for my piece. I came with yet another eviction notice while seeing the other ones embarrassingly decorating the door. It was now or never. There were constant complaints of noise. The thoughts and thoughts and doubts in my conscience were so loud, disturbing the peace. Property damage of my heart and mind. Drug-related activity because I became addicted with the denial of being okay. The lease been expired. Because even though I had the right to be angry, it didn't mean that I should stay. There was no rent ever paid to be here. See, this tenant was unforgiveness. Maybe itself made itself right at home with no intent of leaving, for it was never properly dealt with. I yelled, come out, it's time to go. Unforgiveness laughed and said, <laughs> you thought. And it, was an all, and it always had company over called hurt. It made sure I knew that it was visiting. They both had a hold on me. However, I didn't want to see hurt anymore or be reminded of its presence. Forgiveness was looking to move in but encountered resistance. Those who bought about the anger and hurt made it consistent. How many apologies does it take to get to the center of true repentance? Even though I wanted them to be gone quickly, I understood that it was a process. Unforgiveness and hurt were stumbling blocks but I now made them into my stepping stones. No longer would they block my blessings. No longer will they make me feel angry. No longer would they have a hold on my peace. So I looked at the door again and banged on it seven times. No response. And then another seven times. Nothing. So I continued to bang on the door 70 times seven times. It was uncomfortable and tiring. But then I caught the attention of unforgiveness and hurt and the door opened, rearing its ugly heads, and they find and they moved out, and I finally moved in. Why your snaps sound dry? Because, like, first of all, they are dry. Like, hold on, my right, my right hand, I can snap, right? Oh, there you go. Thank you. That's still a little dry, but there you go, right? My left hand, I can't snap at all. This is what oh. you get. So, so it wouldn't be a disparity. Okay. I just did okay. both of them like that. Okay. All right. I was like, whoa. <laughs> My goodness. But I get yeah, criticized yeah. for everything, guys. What? Hmm? <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, guys, we're, we're opening with poetry. You know, just a little dabble, a little something, you know. We, we're, we're multifaceted people on here. So, Creatives, yeah. you know. Creatives, Creatives right? I'm throwing that poem away now. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I just found I like it and it's going to get thrown away. This I'm was, crying. it's terrible. You know, I, I think about that, my old po my old pieces. Um, I remember I went to this workshop in high school and it was only certain people that were able to go to represent for your class and I was able to go twice for writing. Mm. So I bought my pieces and they had this poetry workshop that had freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors, right? And I was the only like freshman, I think freshman, sophomore, and everybody else were seniors who had come with poetry. So I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that's so great. Child, when I listen to everybody else's, these seniors write their pieces and, and read them, 
I looked at my poem and it was given Dr. Seuss. And I was like, ugh, I said, gross. And so I, I can look back on those pieces and it gives, uh, if in writing AB, ABAB format, you know, um, and, but I realized that there are some poems, even though they have that kind of Dr. Seuss type rhyme, they're powerful. They're still good, you mm -hmm. know? So, but I'm glad to say, you know, I, I, you know, more reading and, and growing my vocabulary and obviously my, you know, understanding of things, able to write more, you know, I feel like quote unquote sophisticated, not sophisticated, poem, but they're, they're more range if you would. So, but yeah, I, I definitely will have to get back more into my poetry bag because the people have been calling and they've been saying they want more and well it's about time i get there but anywho yes that was a little my first poem on the godman podcast Woo! more to come guys more to come but yeah yeah all righty <laughs> i'm glad to hear that I'm still throwing that thing away it's one of the first <laughs> things i wrote years ago <laughs> And I was like, oh, it just so happens to talk about forgiveness with Christ. I'm going to read it. Mm, then I'm sitting there and I'm like taking a breath, pause at part. And I'm like, I crossed out two lines. Like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So on this pod. I'm going to throw my mattress episode. away. No. <laughs> no, like, no, this I've already pod? made that decision a week ago. I'm throwing my whole bed away. Well, I'm giving my my base to my brother I'm throwing mattress away and i'm gonna buy like some asian style roll-up mats to sleep on storm in the closet and i'm gonna buy a l-shaped desk and put in here so i can get real serious writing and work done from now on get myself mm -hmm. in an uncomfortable situation to grow interesting interesting strategy well i'm it, too it's, comfortable it's, in it's, here it's, it's giving discipline you know I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get back to that. Hey, listen, I appreciate the effort. I, I hope, you know, you're able to see yourself and uh, see yourself grow. Accomplish yeah, what definitely. you need to accomplish. But yeah, so, so this week's podcast, what are we talking, Mike? What are we talking on this one? Well, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness. So, yeah, this is one of your listeners that reached out to you, Christina, that you wow, told us weeks really? ago. Yeah, you told us weeks ago that they requested us to talk about forgiveness. And we said we're going to wait until we get to the end of the marriage series. And I'm sorry, the uh, relationship, whatever series, I don't know, dating, whatever stuff. The stuff I don't like talking about that we, for, re for whatever reason, keep talking about. Whatever do you mean? Um, And then we had the episode with Rodney and I didn't want to do, I don't want to do that podcast without you since it was a listener that you know that submitted it so let's get into forgiveness what does the word say about forgiveness right mm -hmm. so i'm not going to be able to pull up the scripture right now off the top of my head because i don't remember where what scripture is on the top of my head i can I just mean, quote I, I have scriptures oh perfect so i wonder it. if you have this one so jesus said in the word that Unless you forgive your neighbor, God will not forgive you. So that's one. I'm paraphrasing. If you have that scripture, you can go ahead and read that. Isn't it Matthew 6 in the Lord's Prayer? Ma'am, I don't remember. No, in the Lord's Prayer? No. Well, no, no, no. It does say, as I forgive, as I forgive. But he also says in another part where he tells them um, that... 
if basically if you hold unforgiveness in your heart that the father can't forgive you because if you can't forgive people for what they've done to you how can the father forgive you for what how you sinned against him essentially then they asked him at one other point you know well jesus how many times are we supposed to be able to forgive our part forgive our neighbors or whatever wrongs like seven blah 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 and he was like nah i'm gonna tell you right now i think he did that verily i say unto you thing in the king james version where he says, nah, seven times 70. Now, anyone that can do math knows that means it's like, oh, you can go, oh, okay. Well, he's saying that, you know, we should forgive them 490 times, and that's it. No, it's not saying that. He says 70 times, seven times 70 to give you a thing like, yo, you shouldn't be counting how many times that you have you forgive somebody. Because forgiveness isn't for that person, it's for you. You can't re- you can't hold on to resentment and feelings of being wronged in in that nature towards other people because you do the same thing to others all the time and you do the same thing to god all the time christy i'm gonna turn it over to you in your scriptures um i'm still looking at that matthew 6 you know uh uh matthew 6 14 for if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will forgive you but if you if you forgive not men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses Oh, there you go. Ooh, Simone yeah. Biles just got her eighth national title. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of scriptures that deal with forgiveness. Um, let's see. Let's go through a couple. Uh, Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Mark, Mark 11, 25. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone... So that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. First John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us for our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Then Peter came up to came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me? And I forgive him as many as seven times. Jesus said unto him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy seven times. Uh, Luke six thirty seven. Judge not, and you will not be judged, condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Uh, Colossians three thirteen, bearing one another, and if <laughs> and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Uh, James five sixteen, James. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> where you been at, Christina? We still trying to wrap this up for the last. Three you know weeks. what I was doing. With. Anywho, therefore, confess your sins. One to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Oh, that's a scripture right there. Um, oh. I, think, I think that covers... I mean, Matthew six twelve and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Um, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot. Of course, Acts two thirty eight and then Peter, and Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive... The gift well. of the Holy Ghost. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot a lot of other scriptures that turn um, forgiveness. So, obviously, forgiveness goes in different aspects. Obviously, forgiveness, as we ask from God, um, and then forgiveness among our our fellow uh, sister and brother. Um, and I, I, this one's not talked about often. We can get into it. But forgiving yourself. Because we don't Ooh, talk yes. about forgiving yourself. Oh, we'll get into that later. But yeah, um, yeah. So forgiveness, everybody. If we look at the definition. Um, Let's try not is, to get into Apostle Stevenson's message that we both listened to a couple months ago. Uh, oh my God, 
Ooh, that okay. hurt. <laughs> it involves an intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger. That's ultimately, general, what forgiveness means. Now, we must start off with the strong quote or question that's always asked when it comes to forgiveness is forgive and forget. What does that look like? Because people have different thoughts on it, what it means. You know, oh, I forgive, but I don't forget. Or shouldn't you forget? And if you don't forget, did you really forgive? Like, what does that mean? So, Mike, what do you, what, do, what would you say for that statement? What does that mean to you to forgive and forget? What does that look like to you? Um, for me, forgiving and forgetting means that I forgive you, and I'm not gonna hold it over on you. Because you can mm-hmm. forgive somebody and still hold something over in their head. Like, yeah, I still remember you did. I still remember you did. I'm forgiving you, and I'm get, basically, I'm, I don't want to say, like, giving you a blank slate, but kind of like giving you a blank slate. I'm not going to hold it over on you. I'm not going to pre-suppose uh, that you're going to, that you have foul intentions every time because you did me wrong one time or something made a mistake. Now, obviously, this you know, is a little different for different scenarios because I already hear the people talking about the cheaters and the relationship and stuff like that. But for me, forgiving and forgetting is, I mean, forgetting. It's like, well, kind of self-explanatory. The way your uncle tells it is that you're supposed to just forget. Like, you don't remember. You're supposed to basically wash that out of your mind that the offense kind of occurred to you. I mean, use wisdom, which is kind of hard because it's kind of like out of, out of two sides. Like, yeah, use wisdom depending on what, you know, happened, if that's like their character. But like when someone makes a mistake or something like that, you do like forget that that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, don't hold that. Don't remember that as something that's a part of them or that they have done to hold that over on them or to be expecting that again. Right. Like, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much would say the same thing. But I wanted to point out when you're talking about the character versus the mistake. Like, someone making a mistake, oh, I accidentally, you know, um, shoot, what can I say? Like, I knew of something that was said to me, and I didn't know it was supposed to be, you know, confidential. Like maybe it was like a surprise birth. Nah, no, you kind of not know it. I don't know what kind of example, but you, you you get what I'm saying. If you make a mistake, obviously it's not intentional, you know. So when you're asking forgiveness, you know, from the person whom you offended, you know, that person should you know understand that oh it was a mistake. They did not mean it. That's what the bottom line is for that. When you're dealing with somebody and whom does something intentional to you, I the the forgiving is mandatory of us as you know as believers um it's mandatory for us to to forgive um however no and i feel like wisdom is noting that person as you say character their behavior or their mindset and how they go about you know mm-hmm. um so because of that an intentional offense intentionally you mean to hurt me harm me hurt me mean me ill will all that stuff i need i now need to you know kind of take note of that kind of i gotta keep you at arm's length now 
because now you done show me your true colors, you know, and, and how you are and how you think. And I can't deal with that. Like, I can't be near that. Um, it's so funny, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, Ezekiel Azanu, he had posted a, um, a post on his poet. Okay. So he had, he, he, him and Preston Perry, they were doing this tour. Um, we need to talk, we need to talk tour. Yeah. And one of the things he posted, like an ag- agree or disagree type post. And it said, it's okay to cut off friends and even family because you must protect your peace. And, and I, mm. and I commented, I commented on it and I kind of stirred up just a little bit in the comment section. Um, I said, forgiveness doesn't mean you still have access. My heart can be genuine in forgiving you. No bitterness. Again, not holding that ill will, that negative emotion towards the person. And that person's behavior and mindset shows me that they're not conducive to have a peaceful, peaceful relationship. So we're not talking about a person who makes a mistake because obviously they did not know they did not mean it it was unintentional so it's like okay you know if you can if the person you know they can reconcile and all that cool great especially especially the fact if the person makes a mistake and they're remorseful about it you know that's easy you know it's easier to you know forgive and kind of move along and reconcile and whatever um but in the case of this i'm saying a person who intentionally does something it's like yes i can forgive you don't hold that negative emotion. However, my the access that you have to me now is different. It's less. It's diminished because I have to see that behavior mindset that you have is not conducive to having a peaceful relationship between us anymore. You know, um, mm-hmm. and then and then I had um, uh, Bizzle. He commented and he Bizzle was a Christian rapper. And he commented, and he was like, you know, he feel me, you know, when I said it, he said, but when it comes to God, what if God had that same outlook on us? And I said, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I see that. I understand where you're coming from, you know, because he was like, if, that, if God treated us like that, where would that leave us? You know? Um, and then I went back and I said, I said, I understand what he's saying, but I'm looking at certain scriptures. Um, the ones I was looking at, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Um, do not befriend angry people or associate with hot tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Proverbs twenty two twenty four twenty five. Um, and anger is just one thing, but all, all I'm saying is that I, based on these scriptures, is telling me that I should not keep company with people when I see how they're acting. You know, no remorse, no repentance. This is how they are. You know, they're not trying to change or anything like that, or they're being intentional about their ill will. I'm not to be keeping company with them, lest I turn to be turn out like them, or or I start acting like them, or obviously it's gonna cause me more harm. You know, so yeah, yeah, that was that that was there. That was an interesting post. I mean, um, but yeah, I I agree. Forgiveness. Um, I I believe that it is you know the forgive and forget thing is you know the forgetting is not necessarily you know the whole offense as though you're giving the person a free pass on the offense that they did the violation that they did but it's the negative emotion the bitterness the resentment the anger you know that comes with it you know when you see them your blood pressure rise when you see them or you start getting upset or whatever you know that means you you probably want to check something like you may not be all the way forget you know forgiving them um but yeah 
I agree. So, and I was about to just come, I was about to say this, kind of the same thing that he told you about that because I had that. See, this is something similar that I had dealt with with your with Red, right? Mm-hmm. And David, because I am the kind of person I very quickly isolate, which mm-hmm. makes me very susceptible to Python spirit. I know. We, we we're dealing with that. we're dealing with that mm. but um i self-isolate easily because i'd rather just not deal with people if that's the case if i feel i've been done wronged i quickly i might i won't even have to i'll confront you about it but depending on how i how you've done me wrong and how many times this happened i'll just be like all right cool like you're that person that's fine and cut you off kind of deal right distance myself mm-hmm. he had to correct me on that and tell me about the forgetting forgetting part and that i needed to be able to come forget that and that god is talking about actually washing those things from your mind and then he brought that same example up of what if god said i'm gonna forgive you but i'm gonna put this tally mark to remember by your name every time you've done this and how many times i've had to forgive you for doing this same thing or I'm going to forgive you, but because you keep doing this to me and hurting me and sin this way in, in the relationship that I have with you, I'm going to keep you at arm's reach and distance myself from you. And, oh my goodness. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, I need a cough button. A little sneeze button. Um, And... When you think about it, the idea of God ever deciding to do something like that, the Father, is terrifying. It's terrifying. Because what if he, if that's the case, then where's to stop him from saying, all right, I forgive you, but I'm not going to cover you for this season. You're on your own. You got to learn. You're not making it through that season. So it put it in a different perspective because Jesus also did say, you know, love one another as I've loved you, you know? So we remember your first, your favorite Corinthians scripture. (laughs) One of the things it says about love, it says it doesn't keep a record of wrongdoing. So that goes into that as well. Like everything really ties together, you know. Yes. Um, forgiveness and forgetting of offense is part of love. Right. right. We don't want to hear that because in our own humanity, it's difficult to do. But that's why you need the Holy Spirit. Well, then, um, let's see. Oh, um. So, what benefits and what, uh, what's the opposite of benefits? Disadvantages? Advantages, I'm sorry. What advantages and disadvantages come uh, when we're talking about forgiveness? What are the advantages that come with forgiving? What are the disadvantages that come with unforgiveness? Uh, I would tell you this. Name, name right? one and one. Name one All and right. one. One advantage that comes with mm-hmm. forgiveness is i would say first off just uh just what god jesus said period 
about him being able to forgive you. So I'll say that's an advantage. And instead of going the antithesis on that, I would say the disadvantage of unforgiveness would be you're holding that baggage that you weren't meant to hold instead of being able to release it to God. Mm. You're not meant to hold things on other people. And it's a very heavy weight and burdensome to do so. That's right. Those are my two cents. There was something, like a quote, hold on. I know the quote that I'm thinking of. I'm going to paraphrase it. If I come to New York, you're going to take me to Chinatown? I want to get some real Chinese food. Um, what in the random? Oh my God, I, my I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Continue what you were saying. Random thought and all. But I do want an answer to that. <laughs> okay. Um, um, what was the quote that? Um, oh, okay. Let me do my advantage and disadvantage. So an advantage of forgiveness uh, would be, uh, I would say, a peace of mind, um, being able to uh, go about your business, go about your life, and move freely, uh, not weighed down, as you said, not burdened. Uh, a disadvantage is obviously being burdened. Um, I know of stories, uh, things, obviously, that comes with unforgiveness because you're bitter and resentful and angry and and you know all that pent up child that that affects you not just mentally emotionally but physically as well your blood pressure huh is going up huh? Talk to them your about cortisol levels your cortisol levels which uh pretty much is uh when you're stressed yeah those are out of whack because you're stressed out because you're you know you're angry and better and all that and then that starts affecting your heart your your mind cortisol are ridiculous. hello okay so <laughs> Yeah, so emotionally, mentally, you're upset and you're walking around, but based on that also, that goes into a physiological type thing as well, and physically, your health starts declining, because all you had to do was forgive. Now, that kind of goes into, you know, obviously, I know there are certain situations and circumstances that are easier to forgive than others. You step on my toe versus someone was sexually assaulted. Oh, the two different situations. And but you know what? And God still requires you to forgive the and same. And still both requires. Yeah. It's just and one I, is gonna be harder than the other. But right. It's possible. And I understand the the process. The pro, child. The process is different. So we're not going to, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Invalidate. There we go. We're not gonna invalidate. You know, obviously, the the the, um, the feelings that come with being violated, you know, because everyone, obviously, we're human. We have a right to be angry. However, that anger should not be held, you know, is that's why we're to forgive, right? So I know people have a process. I know there's people take them years to forgive something, an offense, you know. Um, but nevertheless, forgiveness is called for us at the end of it all. Um but let's see. So what are I don't have some benefits that oh, benefit? Yeah, I have benefits that come. Um, letting go of grudges and bitterness can make a way for improving health and peace of mind. Forgiveness can lead to healthier relationships, improved mental health, less anxiety, stress and hostility, fewer symptoms of depression, lower blood pressure, a stronger immune system, improved heart health and improved self-esteem. We All love right. that for us. 
I like yes. that heart health and self-esteem. Yes, because, hello, the heart? Good grief. You know how you hear stories about couples when one dies, very more mature, mm-hmm. you know, married couples, and one dies and then not, the soon, one right not behind too long them? after the other one right behind them because they done died of a broken heart? And it is a scientific thing. When you look at the heart, there are some strings that were in the within the heart that actually can you know, pop and whatever, and someone actually can die of a broken heart. You go, okay, yep. all right. But anywho, but yeah, like, yeah, it, it does have a physiological uh, aspect to it, you know, unforgiveness. Um, what are the effects of holding a grudge? Uh, bringing anger and bitterness into new relationships and experiences, becoming so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present, becoming depressed, irritable, and anxious, feeling at odds with your spiritual beliefs, and losing valuable and enriching connections with others. My God. Becoming you blind. Around. Hello? I'd say like that you, one you, from experience. You walk, you walking around just, just miserable. Golly. You become blind to everything but your, but the way you feel about that thing. Uh, and I, resentment. Yeah. yeah, and I think what my, my, one, the one I like is the one that says you can't even enjoy the present because you're so wrapped up in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't even see, like you said, blind. You can't even see and enjoy. You have life now. Right now, you're living. You have an opportunity to have life. You're breathing, you know, all that stuff. And you're just so wrapped up in the wrong that was done to you five, ten years ago. Three, six months ago. You know. Again, not invalidating the feelings because offense is an offense. Don't get me wrong. We get angry. We're human. However, you know, if we're really trying to, I guess, work out the, the, the forgiveness aspect, then, you know, by all means. Um, I guess I want to also point out, obviously we weren't talking about forgiveness. Um, I, I, yes, we're done. We're, we're done talking about relationships. We are. However, when we come into forgiveness, we cannot help but bring up when it comes to infidelity and cheating and all that forgiveness is obviously something in which is very difficult. It's one of those very tough situations being a person in whom you go, you're in a relationship and you get cheated on is not it's not the easiest thing. I mean, not easy, but it's, it's a very unfortunate thing to go through. And then obviously we hear stories and see people in whom, you know, they, they, they are down bad. They're depressed. They're, you know, they're, 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 um, they're questioning their self-worth, uh, their self-esteem, you know, why is it that this, and they're questioning all this stuff. Um, and then you also have the same person in whom there are some people who, because that happened to them, they walk around with the bitterness. And as I said in the first one, you bring anger and bitterness into new relationships and experiences. You can't even enjoy someone new because you're going to put on them the past. So you can't move forward with someone brand spanking new who should be able to have a clean slate to prove themselves who they are. And because you're holding on to the anger and the past experiences that you had with someone else who at, let the devil fool them, then, you know, that can bring chaos as well. Um, to move on to, I guess, infidelity when it comes to marriages, that's very difficult. However, there are people in whom we have, we said that we're able to, you know, work it out because obviously it takes two people. If both of them are willing to work it out and, and honestly, genuinely forgive, then, you know, there are couples in whom, you know, they, they forgive and they continue on to, you know, grow in their marriage and continue in their marriage years. Um, so, yeah, so 
that's uh I guess that we had, we had to talk about that aspect of forgiveness and unforgiveness. Um Ah. Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I touched on this earlier. Is Does God. forgiveness guarantee reconciliation? No. Why not? And it doesn't have to. Why not? Your forgiveness isn't so that you guys can reconcile and be buddy buddy again. Mm. It's not the point of forgiveness. It's nice to reconcile, but you can forgive somebody and you guys not be reconciled. Because here's the thing reconciliation, first of all, takes two parties forgiving each other, right? Mm. And acknowledging everything that went wrong and taking steps to move forward in the relationship. Uh, whether that's a friendship or not, whatever, whatever relationship you guys have, mm-hmm. to, you know, fixing and working it out and restoring what you had. Christina, you and me can get into a fight right now on that's the probably. podcast live. That's great. Start swearing and cussing and calling each other all kinds of crazy things. Everything but a child of God. Right. <laughs> then we could call and put Rodney on too and have a three-way call and all of us just tear each other up. I could take personal shots at Rodney. He could take personal shots at me. We could say you ugly. Not true, but still, we could say it just to hurt That's your feelings. crazy. You thought. I'm coming back with the clap back. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I could release a whole diss track album on oh the two of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and... We could be in a terrible way and we could come back together and agree that, hey, we were all acting crazy. I forgive y'all. I apologize. And it can go all the way around. But that don't mean we about to work together again. Nah, son. Because we could we could (laughs) we could we could we could go ahead and say, I forgive you and I'm sorry. I apologize and realize we don't work well together. So this doesn't need to be a thing because we're oil and water and this is going to do it. This is going to happen again. You're oil. I'm water. Rodney's a match. Kaboom. (laughs) We don't mix and then you get lit on fire. Well, I get lit on fire because you're mixed and lit on me, whatever. So the point being like you don't necessarily have to reconcile to forgive. There's a lot of different scenarios where, you know, that you can forgive and release somebody from you holding on to something from and release yourself from that. And you guys don't necessarily have to reconcile from it because again, reconciliation takes both parties being willing to do it. You can't reconcile on your own. And yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, uh, I That's a hypothetical scenario guys. That would never happen by the way. Ever. Nah, you want to beef now. <laughs> Ever. But no, um, I couldn't do that, Christina. Uh, Rodney, on the other hand. You and Rodney, child. I'll that's my brother, be, but I could, we could oh go at gosh. it. I, I really be concerned sometimes, but I'm like, I know guys kind of. I fight friends. They talk like this and fight like this. So I'm like, L- no, gonna, like, like, like listen, growing up, I've literally fist fought just about every friend I've had. Just about. I, I can't, I can't say that. Um. Well, because y'all take things emotionally and personal. Most of the fist fights we had, it came in the heat of the... Well, all of them came in the heat of a moment with some testosterone going. Usually always having to do around something athletic and sports related, all right? 
front. Actually, I think all of them had to do with that. It was nothing personal. Yeah. We bang it out, bop, 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 bop. And within the week, we dapping each other up cool again because that's just how it is. Now, I can't necessarily say I do that today because (laughs) now today it takes so much to get me to fight. Like, I'm not going to get into a fight over growth. Yeah, it is growth. I'm a grown man. Um, It it wouldn't even necessarily spiritual growth. This happened. I stopped doing this when I was out of God because I was like. Yo, I'm a grown man. This is stupid. I'm not getting out here fighting. My back hurts. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, I mean, like, at this point, if I fight you, are we going to be cool again? Probably not. I won't have any animosity towards you. Probably not going to be cool with you. Unless it became, like, something over an athletic event, which I'm not going to lie can still probably happen, but it's still like I'm going to walk away. But typically me fighting now only comes the only there's only like two scenarios i'm going to fight if my or someone i care about safety is on the line or even an innocent person in regardless if i'm jumping in to stop something from happening right mm-hmm. or if you really have lost your mind with the disrespect <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I God is still working on me with that part right there. <laughs> the disrespect part, he's still working on me with. But if you lost your mind and you get to a certain point of disrespect, and let's say you like up in my face, and I've tried to walk away and you like, you know, up in my face again, like you my football coach or something or my daddy, okay. I'm going to have to put you up under the building. How are we getting to fighting anyway? Because we're talking about forgiveness. And, well, in this case, it's giving unforgiveness, squabbling, and beef. That's how we got here. Oh, nah. Because, again, the fighting, no, I'm going to forgive you after the fight. After I cool down and everything and later, I'll forgive. So we had a thing where I talked on the podcast before. You weren't on here before, Christina. I had a coworker who, at the time, um, last year there was a death in the church. Uh, a baby girl died. Um, uh, she was only nine months old. Loved her. I loved her to death. She's such a beautiful smile. I'm a sucker for kids already anyway, particularly little girls. And which is why I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be a girl dad. But, um, I mean, it was to the point like she used to smile from across the church at me and like, always just just a little little ball of joy and love man wanted me to pick her up and everything just instinctively just wanted me to pick her up she reminded me of my niece when my niece was that age and so she she was definitely gonna have me wrapped around her finger um she passed away suddenly after one of the nights we were at rehearsals that hurt that hurt that her community that hurt the community bad Mm. um one of the next day out the very next day I was at work and I was like, This is the enemy right here playing around. Had a coworker who was just pestering and harassing me. Now I've had a couple incidents with him since then because his mouth and he just likes to get angry and like fly off or whatever. Older dude. He got mad and he wouldn't stop bothering me and I left the part of the building that he was in and went back to my area and he came over there and was still doing it in front of other coworkers. Mm. 
wouldn't leave me alone. Now, I'm in a bad emotional state at this point. So I almost broke down crying and was like, yo, you just keep leaving, like, leave me alone. I literally told him, leave me alone, almost breaking, my voice breaking at this point, and, like, pleading with him to leave me alone. He got mad. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. And pulled out a blade on me. So, obviously, I go report that to the management and everything. And I'm hot now. I'm real hot about this incident. So, I told, so they ended up not firing him because they're like, oh, I think they tried to pull the, oh, well, you know, Mike might be overreacting. Both of them are emotional or both stuff's going on in their life. Whatever. He should have been fired. But um, he wasn't. Me and him cool today. In fact, another co-worker has said that from another building. He was like, Mike, I have so much respect for you after what happened. And how you were able to let go of that and forgive that man. And just talking about like, yo, you like God with you and, and just everything. Right. So it ended up. So forgiveness on my part was not just for me at that point. Forgiveness on my part, me forgiving ended up being a moment to talk about God with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And ended up becoming part of the ministry. I was able to evangelize because somebody saw how the grace of the Lord had moved through me and allowed me to forgive someone who pulled out a blade and threatened my life, which by the way, if I wouldn't have been in an emotional state, I would have been in the hospital because I would have killed that man right there on the spot. And, and, and I know I use strong language saying killed that man, but I, I, I thoroughly mean it. When I feel threatened like that, where you threaten my life, I'm not going to stop. And there's nobody in that building that was physically going to make me stop. So, God, but again, the the yeah, but but that's that shows like the grace of God and everything. But also, again, it showed me being able to forgive him the way I was, and the fact that it didn't take like, oh my goodness, it took so long to do. By I think like. By the time that everything had settled down about her passing away and after the funeral, I was good. I was in a heightened sense of emotional uh, emotional distress because of what was happening. Mm. But after we laid, after she was, we had the homegoing service for her, man, and I released that and I prayed and I released it to God about her and everything. And released it to him about him. It was, I mean, it was good. So it shows right there, like, man, forgiveness, it helps not just you. It can help you build the kingdom. And at the end of the day, that's our ultimate goal and what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be out here evangelizing. We're supposed to be out here being the light of the world. That's you know, right. it, it, it's, it's scripture. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is the salt if it's lost its flavor? You just throw it away. Like, we're supposed to represent Christ in everything, and that includes in forgiveness. If Christ didn't forgive us, we would all be damned to hell. Let's just think about that. If Christ didn't decide to forgive us, he would have never came down here, took upon our sin, took upon our iniquity, and we'd all be going straight to hell right now. 
there wouldn't be enough wildlife in there would not be enough animals on this planet for the amount of sin that you'd have to kill for the sin offering. The oceans would run red. Ain't enough blood, y'all. There's not enough blood. I'd be done. <laughs> no, but that, that's uh, that's that's correct. Um, I can say that um, I've been in situations where, uh, like I said, some are easier to forgive than others, and at a place where I'm just like, you know, um, you know, intentionally harmed, intentionally hurt. Or, or there's no remorse and I'm just like yeah I gotta step back from you because you're showing me how your behavior is and your mindset and it's not conducive to uh, having a peaceful relationship now again when you have a person whom is remorseful they can work with that hmm? you know mm-hmm. now they intentionally harmed you intentionally did something but then they come and they're intent like they're they're remorseful repentant you know even then you know obviously you can still you know the fences you know you hurt enough then you're kind of just like yeah nah it's one and done that was it like i don't even care if you're remorseful that's it but i'll say it's easier than the person who's not remorseful you know um but the responsibility of forgiveness obviously is on us you know um but yeah yeah that we can work with someone who's who's remorseful you know it's a little easier may take some time depending on the offense um but still can be, you know, something we can work on, you know. Um, yeah, so let's see. Let's see. What else did I have? What else did I have? Mm-mm-mm. Want to go ahead and go in and forgiving yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, let's see. Forgiving oneself. Um, I'll be transparent. Because that's what we do here on the Godman Podcast. No, we hide um, everything. <laughs> what are you talking about transparency? We hide everything. You bottle what it up, you, you bury what it, you and you mean? forget it was there. No, no, no. You got to bury it, take it out, put a spotlight on it, Ooh, interrogate no. it. No, no. That's, that's not how we do things, right? I don't Open, know. honest, and transparent. <laughs> no, nah, I'm a throwback. I'm a throwback man. Uh, we bottle things up, especially emotions. <laughs> we bury them somewhere. We don't mark where we buried them, and we forget and they're ignore there. Them. Ignore it. <laughs> Completely forget they're there. Especially, yeah, all of that, everything. We just, it's the solution to everything. Just bury it somewhere unmarked and forget it was there. Lord, um. it's very healthy, actually. <laughs> Yikes! Uh-uh. It's very some, healthy for your mental some, health. You just, I think some mental health professionals would uh, say differ. It would differ. I um. would respectfully and professionally disagree with them. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> um no i'm all serious so um there are situations and things in which i've gone through in my life in which i had and have uh, a hard time forgiving myself for because there were situations in which i put myself in kept myself in and i knew that i should have not like literally god was trying to speak to me and said, this ain't it. Let's go. You know better. And I was just like, no, God. It can work. It's going to be all right. And time, well, said, well, no, God was right. And I should have listened. And if I had listened, I probably wouldn't be 
down bad or I would have had such emotional and mental issues that I had baggage, I would say, baggage that came with it. You know, now most of that stuff I'm, I'm healed from, thank God, it's growth. But there are some things I'm still working on. But nevertheless, forgiving yourself, it literally, you like the thing that I have to keep reminding myself is, is that, yes, it happened. It's a lesson learned. But you have today, while I'm still breathing, while I still have the ability of my mind in my right mind and able to still make decisions and have wisdom, because hopefully at this point now I've looked at what I've gone through and have the wisdom enough not to do the same mistake again, is at this point now I need to start day one and say, you know what, I'm going to do better and move forward, but also forgive myself and know, okay, you learned a lesson, let's not repeat it, you know? Um, so forgiving yourself is very difficult. It is. And again, depending on what you have to forgive yourself for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, I will say for me, I have a hard time. I think I have a harder time forgiving myself than others because I guess, you know, you're, I know myself. I don't know. If, I'm, I know myself better than others. So it's like, dang, like really? Like you should have known better or, or whatever. Or then you kind of like. I guess uh, second guess you trust in yourself or trust in your, your, your decision-making, you know, however, I can look back and see that, you know, what went into my uh, decision-making and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, forgiveness, your forgiveness is important. Um, I think that also goes into when we talk about being miserable and bitter and angry, if you just walking around, I think that affects your, it does affect your self-esteem and your self-confidence that you know you're afraid to do stuff that's also a spirit of fear you're afraid to you go forth and make decisions and and be branch out and be confident in things and that does show you do you do give off a certain vibe of energy of you know not having confidence um and not having self-esteem and it really does show in your behavior um and other people can see it you know but obviously we do the work uh as i said in other pods some the quote that i heard um you know, you break an ankle, some people settle with the limp, or you're going to do the hard work through the rehab, but walk normally again. So we're going through the hard stuff of the personal work, the, the, the self-reflection and all that so that I can walk normally again. And that's definitely some hard work. Hello? Man, listen here, y'all. But I will say, because I am growing and I can see myself forgiving myself more and more, I do feel lighter. I'm telling you, them burdens, oh, they're lifted. And I feel much lighter, and I do see even within myself. Maybe other, per- other people don't know. I guess maybe people who've known me for a while. But I can see that I have more confidence, and I'm growing, and I'm lighter, and I'm able to do more, and I feel more confident to do things and be a part of things and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely needed. Amen. And I definitely agree with how difficult it is. to. I think it's... You, uh, you, you are the hardest person that you will ever have to forgive. I'm telling you. It is so difficult forgiving yourself because you are so hard on yourself. You don't give yourself the benefit of the doubt. You don't give yourself grace to make mistakes. Mm Mm-hmm. You believe that everything that you fail on had to be perfect and you're going to always look at things that you could have done better. 
which don't get me wrong, it's fine to look at things that you could have done better because that's how you get improvement. But we tend to hold things so so against ourselves and be so difficult on ourselves. For example, Christina, last semester when I was um, in class, because like you know, since I've been back, I've been four point right? Mm-hmm. I had one class. I'm destroying myself, putting so much pressure on myself to keep to maintain these A's. To the mm-hmm. point where my mother had texted me and was talking to me about it. And she was like, this isn't healthy. And I'm like, well, I'm not wasting my money and I have to be the best that there is. Not the best that I can be is not what I said. I told her I have to be the best that there is, period. Because I was like, it's competitive to get into these programs that I want to get into. Incredibly so. They talk about it's harder to get into this program than getting into med school. So I am, I, I know, I'm like, I have to be the absolute best. There is no room for error. And she asked me something. She was like, how long do you think you can keep this up? Mm. How long? And my response to her was, as long as it takes. And it got to a point where I'm very, I'm an excellent writer working on books now always been an excellent writer right Mm -hmm. papers are the best thing that you can give me inside of a school class to do for an assignment because i'm going to knock them out in my literature classes i think i passed the first one with 100 and the second one with a 98 like i'm great with these things i had a paper and i remember i got a 93 on it and this might have been back in like January, February. And everyone was like, yo, that's great. I mean, you got an A. I was angry. I was angry at an A, guys. Because in my mind, when he wrote down the things that he that I could improve on, I was angry at myself for letting those things slip through the cracks because it should have been a perfect score. That level of being hard on yourself. Not giving myself the grace to make mistakes. And then what happens is when you don't have forgiveness for yourself of things that happen. Now, this is just an academic thing, right? I, for a long time, and Paul says there's no condemnation, right? When you become, when you're in Christ Jesus, because you behold, you are a new creature. When he came to my past, and I've talked about this on a podcast before about the different, my past and everything and the way I was when I was, you know, basically like in like open rebellion against God. After I came to, I held my past against myself hard. Yeah, yeah. Like the mistakes I made, I was angry, I was ashamed, I was disappointed, and I talked so terribly about myself in regards to those things. I held it over myself. And it wasn't until it was one day at church, and it was kind of like a deliverance thing, how that happened. Oh, my goodness, and it was red, of course. (laughs) David came up to me, and we're in worship, and he just laid hands on my shoulder and said some things in my ear and was like, release it let it go and i broke down 
And all this emotion just became flooding out of me. Because we're it, because it was too much for me to be doing and bearing my own. How dare you not forgive yourself for something that God has forgiven you for? Right. Are you a higher authority than God? To where your level of forgiveness supersedes his? Why is it not good enough that he's forgiven you? Why do you have to hold yourself you know, hold hold things over on yourself so hard. It's such a difficult thing that we go through as far as forgiving ourselves. But it's the I think this is the the first thing that you need to learn to do. Forgiving other people is actually easy. Right, that's what I said earlier. It's very easy. I think we need to be teaching, especially teaching our kids how to forgive themselves from a young age. Mm. Don't hold on to that. Don't hold it against yourself. Because when you start doing that, you know what happens? You breed resentment towards yourself. You spiral into depression. You spiral into self-destructive behaviors, which then snowballs and is a vicious cycle. Because now that you started something self-destructive, you're going to be holding it over in yourself that you're doing this destructive act as well. And it's just a vicious cycle that doesn't end. Until you make the effort and go, I'm going to stop. I'm just going to forgive myself for what happened. That's right. How many people that are victims of sexual assault and sexual abuse and rape from young age don't forgive themselves? Mm. We have that happens. We have people in therapy now that did not that are in there because, you know, what happened to them in the past. But it wasn't necessarily that they held it over on the person. They were sitting there blaming themselves for it happening. This is my fault. I should have done this better. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have put myself in this position. And you're sitting there beating yourself up for something somebody else did. When you don't forgive yourself, you hold yourself prisoner. You put yourself in a cage. You limit what you can do. Forgive yourself. See that. <laughs> We're going down a therapist route now. Let's just go ahead and just forgive yourself, guys. <laughs> just go ahead. And, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Just do it. No, you're totally, totally correct. Um, yeah, it's, it really is difficult to forgive yourself too sometimes because then you're looking at where you are now, or you know, if you haven't, if you haven't grown, but you're just looking back. And seeing, like, you can see exactly. If I had did X, Y, and Z, then my life probably would be different or it would be way better or be improved, you know. Um, but, yeah. But nevertheless, God is a gracious God. And he is able to forgive and also help us through the process of forgiving ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where giving ourselves grace comes in and self-compassion comes in. Ooh, hold on. That happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was today's service. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, I think that was. Hold on, was there something else I wanted to say? Hmm. Oh, that Jesus was that, that quote. Drink some water. That qu- that that quote. You know, I, I'm definitely paraphrasing, but it's something along the lines of, you know. <laughs> 
when you don't when you have unforgiveness it's like you're keeping yourself in a prison or or you're it's like you're trying to what was it it's like you're trying to give the other person poison but like you th- you really giving poison to yourself or you're having them live rent free in your head pretty much all and of they're those about, they're going about their business all the above you, you know what i'm saying we've heard them all but pretty much like that's really a, a like unforgiveness really poisons you because it's hindering you and your life and your your quality of life you know but you know we are supposed to grow and heal and forgive and just hearing stories of people who finally forgave is just like you just see the burden lifted off of them or just hear the happiness in their voice and just see that their quality of life has gotten better you know um so forgiveness y'all it's necessary it's mandatory as believers but even just necessary for just your quality of life to improve if you know of somebody in whom you are quarreling with you think you're quarreling with because let's go to that scripture if you think you have an ought against your brother or sister you think you got ops in the the church (laughs) leave your gift at the altar and go handle it go make it right go make amends because you cannot even go before the father talking about lord let me have and can you do and the uh, 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 uh. you got things you need to handle first you can't even go to god praying for nothing until you handle what you need to handle with your brother or your sister who you think you have an ought with or if they offended you or vice versa right um I, oh i also want to point out it just hit me thank god um if you are in a place where uh, you're trying to make amends with somebody and they are not receiving the, the amending, if you would, you are in the clear. Mm-hmm. You did what you need to do. If you go to the person and y'all have some beef, whatever, and that person does not want to recon- well, reconcile or make amends, you're in the clear. You did what you need to do. Your heart should be clear. God knows what you tried to do, and that person didn't want to receive it. Cool beans. God got to work on them, but I'm in the clear. I can go. Yeah, as long as you released it from your heart, what you're right. holding. Right. I try. I tried to do it, but they didn't want to receive it. All right. God continue to work on them. Godspeed. Keep you in prayer. But you are in the clear. So that that's important that uh, to be brought up. But uh, But, yeah, yeah, forgiveness is definitely a mandatory thing necessary and uh definitely for our quality of life so again if you listeners i'm speaking to, to, to you mike me everybody if you know somebody in whom you are quarreling with you have an ought with you think you have an ought with and when we say ought an issue uh, a dilemma a, a, a beef fight whatever you want to call it go handle it go handle it no 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 go handle it uh, if you needed a sign, because I know people love them good signs. If you need a sign to go do, to, to go handle it. Oh, I don't want to talk to that person. I don't think I should talk to that person. Oh, uh, uh, this is your sign. Go handle it. Go talk to him. Can uh, we please we, start we, stepping we, out on the faith and stop being like we, Thomas saying, I need to see the whole, feel the holes in your arms. <laughs> right. This is it. This is it. I'm sorry. It That just, it, it kind of irritates go. me. With how many people, and I hear leaders say the same thing. Well, God, you know, I need another one. For what? That part. That part. That takes my, no run faith. Run me another one. Run me another one. No, no, no. 
go handle it go handle it oh, oh we we haven't talked in in six months in a year in, in in five years go handle it go handle it and and i even want to say and i've been i've been in this place where you think that you can't talk to the person and that's all it took all it took was a conversation because it was a misconception, it was a, mis- a misinterpretation, miscommunication, whatever. And all it took was a conversation. And that conversation done, done amended everything. Oh, well. Because, oh, I thought you did that. Oh, I thought that. And just to clear it up, all you needed was clarity in the conversation. And would have fixed up everything. Five years of not talking, all it needed was a conversation. So, go handle it. Go have the conversation. Reach out. Go, and, go, go with peace, respect, pray before you do it. But go handle it. I guarantee you, your quality of life will go up. It will go up. Yeah. And I just want one more thing, right? Go ahead, Brother Mike. Go ahead. Tell him about one thing. You may have forgiven somebody, right? Or maybe you didn't have to forgive them at all. Maybe it's something that they have to forgive you for because you offended them go apologize yes oh we don't like to hear that was well, their job to, to release it is your job to go and make it right it also says that in a word i can't quote you exactly where it says it right now but basically if you uh you go and offend one of your brothers you need to go make that right now they can go ahead and pull you to the side and tell you that they you offended them and if you don't receive it they'll go and go grab two more and then go grab like an elder or something in the church before they like go bring that up to the apostle but regardless of the case go and make things right and apologize to the person so that they can release you Sometimes people is sometimes it's hard for people to release things when they feel offended. But if you guys are supposed to be close, if you're a believer, go apologize. Make it a little easier for them. Because at the end of the day, more than likely, unless you're me, you're going to want them to come and apologize to you if they if they offended you. Because, again, it would make it easier for you to release that and to forgive them. Mm-hmm. So think about it from both sides. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, again, to I think maybe you said it. Like, even if it's a person in whom you think, well, dad, I got messed up too badly. Or they're not going to talk to me or whatever. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Have a conversation. Sometimes, sometimes. And it would surprise you. The person probably was waiting on you to reach out to them. Who knows? Just handle it. Just handle it. Just handle it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the conversation on this part on forgiveness. For who you are. <laughs> you are good. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but you know what? That brings me up to something right. So I had this issue before, and um, I had a song that I ended up doing for a solo at this church when I first got here. Apostles went out of town. They asked me to do a solo, and what came upon my heart was a heart that forgives. Oh, yes. 
And I finished that song and dang near broke down up there to where I think it was like Pastor Ahmed called me back up afterwards when he came up to preach to go ahead and lay hands and everything on me. Um, because it came from more of a, hey, this is something I'm going to minister to people place. It came from a place of release. Right. I don't know, just a random thought, memory. But showing, again, just how hard it is and how important it is to forgive. And just as the hearts, the song says, like, pray to God to give you a forgiving heart. Pray to him to soften your heart. We have a tendency of hardening our hearts in these situations, which makes it harder to forgive somebody. But yeah, guys, this has been the Godman Podcast, y'all. Yeah, there. Social media stuff. You can follow us. Y'all been hearing this enough. <laughs> you heard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight now. Um, <laughs> yeah, social media stuff. Follow the podcast on all social media outlets. The Godman Podcast. All, uh, major DSPs, streaming platforms for podcasts, YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. You can follow Christina. Yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Renaissance C underscore seven. Again, that's the word Renaissance, the letter C underscore the number seven. We should all go take a trip to like Wyoming or something. You and your trips. I- <laughs> There's a lot of places I want to go. They're peaceful. Well, me going to Chinatown is not peaceful. I just want some real Chinese food. So, yeah, like, if I come up there, you're taking me to Chinatown, right? We'll see y'all later. Right? (laughs) We will see y'all later. I can bring the heat with me if that's what the the concern is. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed. Oh, yeah, follow Rodney, too, at The Shortest Man Alive. Oh, midgets are us. No. Dwarfs are us. <laughs> Hobbits are us. You know what? It be your own friends. And this is how the beef start. The children's clothing store. Are you done? <laughs> no. Why not? Because <laughs> I have too much fun with this. But we're going to end it. Yeah. Now that I've dissed him on the podcast, (laughs) we're going to end it. Good night. (laughs) Good night.